Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome, welcome everybody. It's great to have you here tonight. We are uh, so grateful to be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Perry West here, playing a little music for us. Check him out. Um, on Amazon and iTunes <laughs> live tonight. Are you on for, iTunes? For like a few more seconds. <laughs> if anybody needs a date to senior prom, you know. <laughs> He'll literally seniors prom. He likes going with older people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of this banter. We got We're not cutting the banter yet. That's why they're here. Oh. Ah, we're not, we're not cutting the banter. We just we have some friends standing. We're here. gonna forget. You, if Perry, we don't nice do it. Can we ask? Are there any banter I can't haters see here? Do not. Do not have my glasses. Oh, Maurice Dean, do Shut not yourself out. Seska Girolamo. Doors <laughs> on the left. <laughs> okay, so uh, I really can't see anything. We got some. We got some friends here on the left. I think we should not keep them standing. First off, we have a couple thank yous to do. All right. So, uh, Ren Skinner, where are you? Ren, stand up. Ren is the designer of the 10th anniversary logo and everything that we got tonight, so please thank her. We really appreciate it. Andrea has a gift. We have a gift for you, right, Andrea? We bought you a side of a goat. (laughs) Where is she? Thank you, Ren. Our Phil and Rachel Bartline here. Yeah, they are. Phil Bartline, get up here. Phil Bartline owns Heritage Liquor. Please support them because they provided tonight for this wonderful event. <laughs> Phil, I can't see you. I can only see Phil, you got to come up. We got a gift for you. Come on up here, Philly. Thank you, buddy. Phil was able to find alcohol-free Maker's Mark. I, I don't know how he did that, but really <laughs> appreciate it. It's a second dis- distillation. No, Amazing. we're drinking... We're drinking something that we do not deserve tonight, yeah. which is called Pappy Van Winkle. Phil, if anybody knows anything that's about birth, that's what this is. I was going to pour Goble a Yukon Jack and tell him it was the same because he wouldn't know the difference. But <laughs> Phil, thank you for being here, and thanks for all your support. We really appreciate and it. And thank you. Yeah, God bless thank you, Phil, man. please do not order any more of that weird mint julep stuff. I'm hey, sick well, of that thing. He loves this thing, mint what? julep. Mint julep? Oh, yeah. I'm sick of that thing. You don't not even sell it. Not with Pappy. No. He doesn't even sell it. I'm not making Absolutely it. Absolutely not. He's not touching the Pappy. He's got a terrible palate. All right, come <laughs> in. Thanks, Hey, Phil. we want to, uh, this is a little more personal thank you as we're beginning this tonight, but, um, you know, for the last year and a half, a lot of you have been praying for my family, especially for my dad, Deacon Daryl Neppel, uh, who had a massive stroke a year and a half ago, and he's doing amazing, and a lot of it is because of your prayers, so he's here. He's dad, here today! dog! Oh, yes. We've had so many people write in over the last uh, year and a half and uh, praying for you, Dad, and so we're so grateful to be together and to be able to thank everybody for that. Last but not least of our thank yous tonight, um, if you know anything about what it's like when men live together without women, very little (laughs) happens, right? (laughs) Except for Mario Kart and, uh, I don't know, pretzel bites. <laughs> yeah. 
Go to Schloss yeah, Goebbels. Where, where Break into Schloss in? Goebbels tomorrow, right? There's going to be a prize. Anybody who breaks into... No. But very little happens when women are not involved, including tonight. Right, guys? Remember okay. that? Yeah, right. Remember when we did nothing to plan this? <laughs> I do, I do right. remember that. I'll admit Everything that. that happened tonight is because of Andrea Polito, our friend. She hey. made this happen. So. Come on, man. She's also a banter hater. Yes. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> when all you do is hear them yell at each other 24-7, you don't need to hear it on the podcast, too. So I'm a proud banter hater. <laughs> Andrea, 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 in gratitude for what you did tonight, we're going to give you a quart of Goebbels curl-enhancing shampoo. <laughs> This is not natural. I got it. I got it at Petco. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> I love you, Andrea. You always tell me the no truth. No cursing on the podcast. The pappy. All right, we have some friends here on the. No, left. we do. We do want to just yeah. acknowledge Andrea because literally, uh, Father John and I, as you heard on the podcast, almost got a divorce <laughs> over the fact that we were going to do this party. I'm serious. Because I was not interested in hosting all of you, and Father John was very interested in hosting, hosting all, all of, you. of you. And Andrea stood in the breach and said, "What do you want? What do you want?" And I said, "I said I want to have." house party at the place where it all began and Father John's like that's what I want is, too and I'm like are you no, taking that one seriously is, I cannot believe I'm hearing no I did not I did not want this completely. at all he hates all of you okay you think he likes you he doesn't he doesn't like you at all except you I like you <laughs> who's that everybody who's else that? No, I don't know <laughs> hey uh, fellas you know you don't have to shout when no. you're amplified <laughs> Sorry. You got a microphone. It's right in front of your face. Sorry. Uh, Andrea, I made you a gift. This is a surprise. It's a Aww. puffin. <laughs> a puffin. A puffin. It's a puffin. It's a coaster. That's a puffin. I made it in the He uh, found it in his class. couch cushions before he came yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he found that on the way in tonight. <laughs> All right, are we doing prizes first and then trivia? Yeah. Okay. okay. Who is the second farthest? Andrea. A pen. Who has come tonight? Andrea. He's from upstate, upstate New York. New York. Right, from the Adirondacks. <laughs> All right, we have a gift for you. Andrea, she's like Vanna White. <laughs> That's a very private question, Andrea. It's a very private question. I got on the airplane from Decatur to um, uh, St. Louis, and they said, what is your approximate weight? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, 255? But then I forgot, that's like bare bones like that's no clothes on so but the plane made it don't worry the weird the lady looked at me like you are not 255 i was like the weird thing is they didn't ask anybody else that question right. okay all right we got it please sit on the other side thank sir. you for coming from upstate new york yeah Yay! got a t-shirt and custom embroidered socks with the logo of Catholic stuff on it. Your deepest desires and dreams yeah. fulfilled. That's Taylor. All right. And for our great prize tonight, this is the great surprise. From the longest traveled, which is who? Evan Christensen. From where? Boston, Massachusetts. Is that the farthest? Yeah. All right. Evan, Evan, our favorite Norwegian. Yes. You okay. get Goebbels. <laughs> 
face on your socks. Hey. That's him. Beautiful. And the, and the bigger your ankles get, the bigger his head gets. <laughs> There's actually a, are a matching pair of underwear that I'm wearing. So, um. <laughs> oh, hey. Congratulations, Evan. Good to have you out here, buddy. All right. There we go. To the trivia, right? We're still in banterland here, but we're going into trivia. All right. We got a couple of How questions How does the trivia here. work? People raise their hand or they jump in or they... Buzzer? Do you have to answer it like Jeopardy with a question? Who's first? Mary Glenn. Mary Glenn, you're first. Hey, can I just can I just say something? You don't have to yell. Sorry, I don't have to yell. I can just talk. <laughs> you can yell. No, I'd like to just People thank are used Mary to you Glenn. Yelling. Dad, I don't know if you know this, Dad, but when you signed me up and you forced me to go on that retreat in high school, guess who got stuck with me as my small group leader? Mary Glenn. That's her. Bad. So bad. This lady bad. is responsible for the conversion of a saint. He was a naughty little pig. <laughs> Happy you said that in the past tense. Go on. Was. was. All right, Mary Glenn. All to right. the trivia. Okay. To the Ready. trivia. This is like quiz show for our... Quiz show, quiz show, quiz show. Wait, wait, wait. What happens if she gets wait, it wrong? Wait, I've got a quiz show coming. If she gets it wrong, she walks away in shame. Shun the unbeliever. Mary, I hate quiz show. I got all of them wrong, so if you get this wrong, don't worry about You're it. You're not right? allowed to do quiz show. Give me that. You want to ask her? No, no, you got it. I've got right, one. Mary, I got one Mary Glenn, head. what is the name of the first podcast? <laughs> See? They know. It was yours. Uh, the Stylites. Ours. Stylites yeah. is correct. That's correct. Hey. She gets a shirt, I think. Okay. Who's up next? That was a good one. She's on it. Come on up. It's Mildred. Mildred? Mildred. You want to sit down? Sure. What's your Where name? Are you Where are you from? Claire, from Seattle. From Seattle? Oh, That's Seattle. Seattle. All right, Claire. Claire from Seattle. What does J10 Initiative actually mean? Oh. Oh, oh, oh. This is the one I'm going to go blank on. You got it. Breathe deep. Oh, that's, yes. Thank you. You know, help from the wings. It was Benedict the 16th Initiative, January 2010. New media and evangelization. You got it. Great. Got a girl. Long live Seattle. Give that girl a t-shirt. All right. Now we're getting into the hard ones. Carl Springs. Yeah. How are you? All right. What's your name? Uh, my name is Carly. All right, Carly. All right. Welcome. I met the Colorado Springs Thank crew. You. I was like, the they're spot. way cooler. Anybody from Sea Sprazzle? <laughs> Get a shout out to that bagel company uh, right there by Hotel Elegante, right? <laughs> yeah. The world I interpreted through food. Father Nathan's ethos. Okay. It's true. All right, now that the There's questions are getting a little harder. There. All right, so it's okay if you get this wrong. This is a tough one, okay? Shh. Okay. What is the name of Father Nathan's hairdresser? <laughs> oh, that's not easy. She's here tonight. <laughs> is she? Can I get yeah. some help? Yeah. It rhymes with rally. <laughs> no. Where is she then? She can raise her hand. She's standing next to that redhead over there, Luke. There she is. She lost about 300 pounds. Congratulations, Callie. <laughs> well, I didn't know she was your hairdresser. I didn't put the connections together. Yeah. In That's case you're work. looking for anybody, the Copper That's Fox in the Highlands, Callie. Copper Fox so. in the Highlands. 
Had a girl. Eamon, Eamon got his hair cut there. Uh, Eamon, where are you? Eamon. There you go. That's Glorious locks. All right, who's up next? I need some recommendations Uh, on products. All right. Callie, I'll talk to you later. You want to say where you're from, too? No. What? You want to say where you're from, too? Oh, I'm from Denver. My name's Carrie. (laughs) Also, I want to know if your hairdresser does diva curl cuts. (laughs) All right, Carrie. What is the... Carrie, what is the hands-down most awkward podcast in the last 10 years? There is one that tops them all. They're all awkward. There's oh, one in particular. So say there was a lot of wine drank over a steak dinner with a nun. Oh, yeah. Bikinis? That's a weird one. That one's weird. That's an awkward one. Help her up. Not the most awkward. She that said bikinis. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Scenes from an Italian <laughs> restaurant. Wow. The, the first and last bet that Father Nathan ever lost. <laughs> All right. We have two more questions. Hi, Pam. Pam. You guys, you guys have expert. to make up the questions. We're out of, I have out of questions here. Oh, do they have what? to be podcast yep. related? Podcast <laughs> related. <laughs> no, they don't. Quiz show, quiz show, quiz show. Pam. Yes. You're my friend and parishioner. Yes. What does what is Pilate's famous question to Jesus? What is truth? Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? He didn't speak English. Oh, <laughs> come on! Oops. Um, I don't know Latin. Do we have anybody? That's good enough, I think. Bravo! Nice yeah, work, sure. Good job. All right, That's awesome. Man. Question for the last class. I think it's quid, All right, buddy. quid est veritas. Come on down. Somebody, Name and where you're from? Confirm that afterward. I am Trevor Lockman, otherwise known as Spooky Jim. Spooky Jim? I'm from Murdoch, Nebraska. But Wait, I you're go Spooky to Jim? Golden Tech. Yeah. I am Spooky Jim. Wow. All right. I got an uncle. I thought he was Spooky Jim. No, I am. <laughs> He's Spooky Mike. Oh. And you go to where? I go to Golden Tech. What? Oh, yeah. Is that local? otherwise known as Colorado School of Mines? Exactly. Oh. Cool. Golden Tech. That's okay. I got it. Very nice. Okay. Goldboy, you're up on the question here. What? For Spooky Mike. Okay. um, I think I've said this on the podcast. Um, When I served at Colorado School of Mines, uh, there was a painting of all of the cross-country runners doing a 21 blank. 21 bun salute. That is correct. The 21 bun salute. They would moon the entire city of Golden except one man who would do the one cheek sneak. That is correct. Well done. That's impressive. Hey, bravo. Thanks, Sneaky Jim. I'd like to point out that the the Archbishop of Denver is still in the room right now. (laughs) Golden Girls Marathon doesn't start till 1030, so he's got time. Laicize him. Come on. That's right now. <laughs> He's coming out. Yeah, One swing in the wand. He's coming out. Hey, Archbishop. Oh. It's good to see you. You're ridiculous. Bonasera. Bonasera. All right, guys. I, uh, He's coming up. They got a chair right here. He's coming up. Let's give a round of applause to the Archbishop. Yeah. You know, it's funny. 
This Are you coming funny. up for quiz show? Did you get Callie a t-shirt? Yes. Quiz show. You got a, you got a question for the Archbishop? <laughs> Why did you ordain me? <laughs> that's, that's the question. Absolutely. That's a very good question. <laughs> but more importantly, I brought the hairdresser with me. Hey, oh. Kelly! Now... Who wants to Not a whole lot to dress over there. To this, <laughs> that she will make his head look like mine. <laughs> <laughs> if we pass a basket around, how many of you will contribute to that? <laughs> oh yes, the man's them. got a reputation. They're ready. Yeah, they're ready. Gobel, they're ready. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't think you can I don't do think it. I can do it. Look at his hair. It's so nice. <laughs> I like this. I like this. It's very hard to get Father Nathan I mean, uncomfortable. Look, look, look at Father Michael. I'm close. Yes. Yeah. He's very, very close. Fifty cents to do mine. And I know you can do it. Somebody's got the change. Yes. But I don't know if my heart will let me do it. Oh no. Aww. My heart will let you do it. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Well, God bless you. Thank you, Archbishop. Thank you for giving us permission to make this show. Yeah. So Mike and I were reflecting today. We were like, you know, 10 years ago when we started this thing, we never asked anybody permission to do this. We just started. We never have, so... We have since. We have? We have, right. Archbishop does get letters and emails that tell some of our faults. So if you ever have a free moment and want to tell the Archbishop that we've done some so good, good, okay, yeah. I'll pay we need you. you. We need your help. So we, uh, just to thank the Archbishop, he was the first rector of this seminary. So I'm not sure if all of you are familiar, but this, this seminary was built uh, about 100 years ago. But then it was run by religious order. It closed in the mid-90s, and then it was reopened, and Archbishop Quilla was one of the main architects for designing the seminary that we all went through. And we're so grateful for that. And then he went to Fargo and was in exile for 10 years, and now he's back. And uh, so he, he was really the, uh, the initial foundation of this place. And uh, so we're really grateful to be here and grateful for him in a special way. So thank you, Archbishop. Yeah, Come thank you, Archbishop. So one last thing, seminary related. Sons of ours, are you around here, right? Ian Wintering, stand up, Ian. There they are. Another guy with a love, another guy with a lovely head of hair here, Goble. So there's a new seminary a podcast. Any of you out there? Out, handing out stuff, and uh, we want to support those guys. So so thanks, Ian, and the boys from Sons of Ours. Another St. John Vianney podcast. Support them, follow them, and. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. all. Look them up. All right, this is kind of like a little warm up into the. Uh, this is all banter tonight, but I, you know, we started this thing in 2010, and I thought I'm going to do some research tonight, right? 10th anniversary. Maybe it's time to actually research a podcast. Good know? point. You know? <laughs> I'll get so on that. The question I have for you guys, a little quiz show here, is uh, you know some pop culture. Are you still relatable? You know, that's the question. And where are you? Wait, in are we? Is so the, the question? first question I have is... Oh, are they? Go back to 2010 with me, boys. Yep. What was the number one movie in 2010? I, you know I'm not bad. I, I'm not good at dates. I got ADHD. Ten years ago. The movie was? I'm looking Quit it Googling. up. Quit Googling. Titanic. Inception. 
Inception. That was eighth grade. What did you say? Little Mermaid? Inception. I saw that one. Inception. It's with the dream layers. Right? Tangled came out that year. Eamon saw Toy Story 3. He was in kindergarten when that came out. Oh, yeah. We saw saw Toy Story 3 in that um, Mexican mall. We did? Suburbia. Yeah, because you wanted to go there because they had air conditioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that before or after we went to Chili's in Mexico? That uh, was before. That was Are we bad, talking about that was Chili's? A bad decision. All right, best song of 2010. That's what I just looked up. You got it? You got to sing Justin, it. Early Justin Bieber with Ludacris. No, close, close. What? Oh, that was a good one. I remember that. Is it Eminem? Oh, seriously? Kesha? Oh. Don't um, stop. That was the number one song of 2010. Oh, I was just thinking, like, need, I'm, need, I'm trash. You need Blaha. Yeah. I don't remember that song. You know, uh... Cash is cool. Wait, what is that one? Lady Antebellum, Need You Now, still played in Larkin Subaru. True. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Are you here, Brian? Oh, I like this game. Yeah, yeah, keep going. That's all I got. Wait, seriously? Yeah, train, hey, soul sister, but that's not that exciting. Okay. All right, uh, who won the Stanley Cup in 2010? Probably the Hawks. The Chicago Blackhawks. Kate Spacia. Oh, man. And how many years had it... Oh, Emma. Emma Dingbong. All right, there you go. Kate, how many years had it been since the St. Louis Blues won? This is in 2010, right? Is her name Emma Bingbong? (laughs) Dingbong. Dingdong. Stand up, Dingbong. Are you from from, uh, Inside Out? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Kung Fu Panda. I thought it was Kung Fu Panda. Dingbong. Translate Dingbong into... That's like chicken wonton. (laughs) No, it's like that, uh, that cake. You know about those, Gobble. That chocolate thing? Don't get off on a hockey reference, all right? Let's it just keep moving. It means thing tree in German. Ding bomb. Right? Ding bomb. Back me up. You actually know German. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. That's it. Now it's you guys. Yeah, baum, yeah. That's it. Go for I want to do whose line is it anyway and right. have them say topics. Topics? Topics. Mikey wants to do... We actually don't have a topic tonight. I, I thought we were going to talk about our favorite memories from the podcast. We I had talked a about this. All right, we have a topic. I had a question anyway. Okay, go, Mikey. Um, and I was going to suggest new evangelization, but yeah, you know, we'll reminisce. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is... I, I guess it's kind of a banter thing. So I don't like crowds, and I was nervous, so I thought I'd bring a piece of home. Ah. This very candle right here that I lit and that I'm smelling... It just gives the right scent. I was, I was wondering. At, it's called sandalwood. That's it. That's my scent, sandalwood. And I can get into this hey, thing. Did you steal those? I think those are my socks. <laughs> so no, I, no, seriously, <laughs> Dad, I think Mom bought me those. I've been looking. So I'm, I'm dead serious. This is not a joke. Where did you get those Dude, socks? Where did you buy those? Where did you buy those? Purged them. No, I did not purge those. I like those socks. <laughs> Probably got them at Kohl's. What? Probably got them at Kohl's. liar. <laughs> All right. Go ahead with your question. <laughs> well, now I'm self-conscious. You're seriously, I'm on my, my socks. Put on my shoes. Put your shoes back. That's Don't right. look at my feet. Shame. You did not buy those okay. at Kohl's. So I shouldn't have pointed with my toes. We shared a bathroom for three years. Sandalwood. talk. Sandalwood, um, I light it when I want to get pumped up to teach. I want to study. I want to pray. If I need to chill out and relax and sleep. But I'm trying to figure out like how the sandalwood works. The 
Does it come from a sandal? Is it like the wood on the bottom? I'm picturing like a, like a Dutch dancing no, shoe. Or like a okay. Chinese clog. It's like Mike Wazowski. Does it come from... Mike I don't Wazowski. know where this... I don't know where this thing comes from, but I like the smell of it. So I was going to try to harvest... We're just trying to <laughs> harvest keep some sandal wood. What are you harvesting? Mike Wazowski. What? You have it? You have the trees. You sandalwood? Did you steal my socks? <laughs> okay. She definitely did. You have those Chinese I'm telling shoes. You. So are we, not, are, we, are we honestly not doing favorite memories from the podcast? Let's no, do are. it. You start, Goldberg. Hey, we are. Just start. This is what happens when you don't plan a podcast. Just start. I said that. You said it was a fine topic. I had a, a fine topic. Like the There's Goldberg. literally 400 like people here. We're talking about it. You nervous. start with favorite memories. We're losing them. What, no, what's your favorite, favorite memory, Goldberg? Like, all right, you start. Tell us your favorite stories. No, it was favorite memory, not stories. <laughs> favorite memory. All right, go ahead. So um, I just want to say um, the... Uh, there was a time where Father John was getting ready to leave to go to Rome. Time was getting short. We actually got into a fight the morning of, like right before we went to Chipotle because I think I was just hangry. And, uh, and then he was getting ready to leave and we were, we were putting it down hard that night, or that day. We were day drinking. And, um, and then eventually, like Father John recorded his, he recorded one podcast. I usually snooze through his topic so that I can be fresh for my topic. And my topic was on uh, this true. book by, um, oh shoot, Dubay, um, Father Thomas Dubay on uh, the glory of virginity. And we called the podcast Celebatio Celebratio. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> and it just so happened that at the end of the podcast, the guy who I still owe, like, a, a Massive ton, apology. Massive apology to. Yeah. Because I think he's an Ruining introvert. his person forever. So his name is Patrick J. Carter. Patrick J. Carter. <laughs> Some of you might have Absolute. named your kids after him. Patrick J. Carter. Are you here? So anyway, so we get this email and this letter from this guy, Patrick J. Carter, very kind, explaining that he's from Decatur. 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 And he came to the parish... And then I don't know what took over. Like, it was just like the perfect uh, ambiance of sandalwood, a good deal of bourbon, <laughs> and just like a, a new voice that just right. issued forth from me. And Patrick J. Carter was Latin off Roman candles in honor of his sister. But you never. But you never. never. Point a Roman candle at a woman. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to salute you with a sparkler. That was so honestly, like, John, John was, like, half checked out by then. All of a sudden, he's just, like, crying, doubled <laughs> over, and he's like, it's over, it's over. You guys, you got to understand, Goebel goes from zero to 100 at the most unexpected moments. So, even a couple weeks ago, uh, those of you who heard his uh, annulment thing, Archbishop, did you hear this? You don't okay. have to tell the Archbishop. And you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah? Call 895. Call 303-894-8994. That's 303-894-8994. Hi, I'm Tom. That honestly was my favorite it's memory really from the podcast. came out of nowhere. I mean, it's like he gets zapped by the daimon by yeah. this, like, it's like this inspiration. And it's all of a sudden what about, just like... What do you call that? That's the monkeys dancing in his head. It's the monkeys in his head. Right. So now so Patrick we're doing J. Carter, best memories. Patrick J. Carter... 
Well, my best memory was from last night when Goebel actually confessed at the end of dinner that he joined the podcast for jealousy and yep. spite. <laughs> That's true. So seriously, this is dead he serious. Did. So Mike and I start the podcast in January of 2010. Uh, by, the, by the spring, by May of 2010, Mike was, was assigned to Craig, Colorado, which is the end of the universe is here, and then it's like oh, right somebody's here. somebody's from Craig. Right? Okay. Like Claire. So we invite our friend Nathan Goebel to join the podcast. What does he say? Hell no. I'm not going to be part of that. Not going to happen. So not we ask another guy, and a year later, what does he do? He gets jealous, and he gets nervous, and As here usual. we are. And I think that uh, one of my favorite podcasts, though, was certainly starting Stylites with Mike. It's so horrible, I can't even listen to it, but <laughs> it was a great moment, you know. Something we about swore it would never be guard. longer than 10 minutes, and then we invited Monkey Boy over here into it. <laughs> but I, I really love the, the additions of the new guys. So, Father Na- so, so Mike and I started it, but then I, I remember the first one I did with Father Nathan, it was called uh, Discernment of Spirits, and I just, he brought the banter. He brought the shout-outs, like something new developed from that. And then when I went to Rome, I remember uh, the last podcast, What a Long Straight Trip Has Been, when we brought in Olaf. And uh, I, think, I think those those are my favorite memories in terms of just bringing in the new guys and, uh, and seeing them kind of take the podcast to a totally different level. That's good. Yeah. Mikey. That's nice. Oh, is it my turn? Favorite moments. Um, well... I don't know, I didn't think about this a whole lot, but a couple of them are lots and lots of great moments before and after podcasts. That was mine. Oh, no. Uh, totally stole it. Dude, Go ahead, hello. though. I'll think of something else. Uh, can I give my second one? Sandalwood. Do, do, do both. Do both. Well, yes, yeah, Sandalwood. I'm just... <laughs> stick with that one. Um, well, no, I, mean, I remember going to a bar with you one time and just hanging out, mm-hmm. meeting some of your friends... And then the occasion was that I was visiting because we were going to do a podcast. Yeah. Um, I've, I was in and out coming from Craig, visiting Denver, and it gave me a chance to catch up with my friends. Um, when I was out in the northwest corner of Colorado and then out in Rome for a long time, I used to listen to the podcast as a way just to hear the voices of my friends and stay connected. And um, I love that, you know? It's, it's one of my favorite things about the podcast, certainly. Um, another memory that's related to the podcast but isn't uh, exactly like connected was... <laughs> this is a picture of me as a fat child. <laughs> it's real. I, w- <laughs> I was going to pass it around. Pass it around. Um, pass it around. I don't around. have pictures of me as a fat child. I just... <laughs> Have my I driver's to... license. You're not a minivan. You're not a minivan. <laughs> not a minivan. Mary Glenn, you remember that homily he gave? He said, Father John's coming, he's a Lamborghini. And he says, I'm just a minivan. And you told him afterwards, you're not a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, so the other one, I think was, it's just related to my friendship with John. We were um, in kind of the time of the founding of the podcast. Um, we were hanging out, we were starting projects with the Companions of Christ, and um, I don't know if we've told this story, but we were sitting on a balcony outside of this place with one of our friends, Father Raymond Goronsky, but he was sitting, he was sitting down in a chair and, and giving good advice, as he did, and we were sitting on a ledge that was like second story yeah. and drinking whiskey, like we, like we were training. I think we were training <laughs> to begin the podcast. 
and we were drinking whiskey, and there was this little Buddha statue or something that Father Goronsky had had. Is it and a Buddha or is it Bodhisattva? Oh, it's the Bodhisattva. No, it's like a Jesus, Jesus Bodhisattva. It's like kind Jesus of the Jesus. It's a Jesus Buddha thing. Okay, this is freaking everybody out. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it was a Father Goronsky thing. It. I don't really want Lauren, to. Lauren, you're loving this. Where's Lauren the Buddhist? You don't have to identify. But okay, that's that was focus for you. on the ledge and the whiskey, maybe. Well, that's not what our Archbishop focused on. He was, he was passing along, going from his office to his house, and he looks up, and there we are, and we had no idea what he would say, like what he would think. We were a little bit embarrassed, um, just chatting, having our fun time, and he kind of shook his head. There's a lot of different pieces to this thing, the whiskey, the seminarian's about to be ordained, like ready to die, um, this weird statue that might be pagan. And he just shook his head and said, would you please not fall off? <laughs> and then he please don't fall on. off. Please don't fall off. Please don't fall off. That was one of my favorite memories. That was a good memory. It was one of those things. Um, we shared a lot of good times during those times. And that was really the origin. Like Father John said at Vespers, um, friendship is the origin of the show and what's kept it going. So um, thank you, fellas. Yeah, well said. Well said. Cheers. Yay, thank you. Well done. All right, Olaf. Off. All off. Right. Uh, I think mine would be, as I mentioned before, kind of the in-between, between the two podcasts. We'd be smoking, drinking, whatever, preparing for the next one. And, preparing. Uh, <laughs> but, what, but one thing I realized was that when I would, when I was, before I was on the podcast, I would prepare my homilies as I was falling asleep. And it was like a time of, of, of uh, processing what was going on. I'd read the scriptures, I would, you know, think about my life, and I would say, okay, here's how I'm going to preach. When I came on the podcast, it completely switched to our Lord put something in my mind, and the way that I'm going to process it is by going on the podcast. So it would be, I'd have a week, and I would go on, and I would say, I'm going to share this with Goebel or whoever's on the podcast with, and that's when it's going to, it's going to gain traction, and it's going to bear fruit. And then I, we started getting the emails from listeners about how incredibly powerful our completely unprepared you know, processing podcasts where we just talked into a microphone with two guys in a room, three guys in a room, whatever it was. And it was incredible how much I said, when we got the emails back, the responses back from how powerful it was, how people were moved, I started realizing those were such Holy Spirit moments. Like the mo just the, the conversation after a couple drinks about our lives, the banter and the topics and everything. But I was actually processing theology like live and putting it out there. Yeah. And I started realizing that there was something God was going to say, I'm not going to let these people down. So there was something, every podcast was going to be powerful because he cared about them, cared about you guys, rather than us, and us. But there was something about, the, the, even if we don't prepare for the podcast at all, I'm going to process my homily, I'm going to process my thought, I'm going to process my conception of Jesus Christ and who he is by talking it out through the friendship, the community, everything like that. And it's literally going to happen in a way that's recorded and it's going to go out to the world. And the Holy Spirit is going to take that and do something with it in the minds of the listeners. And then some of them are going to respond to us and say, here's what I got from that. And it was such a humbling experience to say, I mean, some of the most powerful homilies I've given, I got the best res response was the ones I did not prepare for. And I realized, as I've said on the podcast before, it was because God cared about the people in the pews, mm. and he wasn't going to let them down. So even if I didn't prepare, he was going to give them something. So th those moments of humility and saying, I have a concept, 
and I'm going to talk it out on the podcast in a recording, and the Holy Spirit's going to work through that, and then give me something back was, was just the most... I did not expect that. The first time you actually asked me, John, to come on the podcast before I'd ever listened to a single one. But a single one. That's why we asked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's and good. so I listened to three in a row when I was doing a wedding in Minneapolis, walking along the Mississippi River, and I listened to three in a row. And the last one was your final one before you went to Rome. And after processing those three, I was totally intimidated and thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I just started doing it, and I, I prepared probably two hours for the first podcast I did, which was Hanging with Hedonists. I sat down in a coffee shop for two hours, wrote out all of my thoughts, and Attaboy. then the last 20 I did, I didn't even think about. Right. I was just like, Lord, you're going to work through this conversation, and, and we're going to share it with the world without thinking much about it, and therefore the Holy Spirit has to take it. And like those, that humility is probably my favorite experience. I'm just saying, I trust you guys enough, and I trust the Holy Spirit enough to make this good even if we do nothing out of preparation. But we have, we have yeah. good hearts. We want to share our faith. We want, we want to love each other, make it public, and share that with everybody else. And that bore so much fruit. Mm-hmm. And that was just yeah. very... Hey, nice great story. to have Father Michael Lachlan back, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah, welcome back. We miss him. We miss him. It's great to have him back. I think all of us agree that uh, we've, been, we've been amazed by the... Um, the way that God has used the podcast, I, I, I think we're continually shocked by it. And a lot of you, especially those of you out of town, uh, writing in, telling us about your mm-hmm. experience of different things, and even meeting some of you tonight, uh, we're, we're always just shocked because we sit down in Goebbels' basement and the machine doesn't work, as always, and we <laughs> kind of put out this BS 60 minute whatever, and it's somehow Have you God noticed that the, the volume changes a lot? Yeah. Can you tell that sometimes Sorry. you have to like turn it up on your car, yeah. you know? <laughs> and other times you want to turn it down and but we, quiet uh, your children. We really are grateful, and uh, I, I think that that's what's sustained this over the years. It's not, it's not that we have a particular kind of... You, you know there's nothing professional about this. Like you, nobody's surprised to hear that, They right? know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> but uh, what has sustained this over the years is your emails and your calls and... The introductions you've made and uh, the fact that God continues to use this because, believe it or not, it's, it's a lot of work. We didn't realize this when we started it, but it's like, you wouldn't think uh, a podcast every week is a, is, a, is a lot, but it's... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And yeah. uh, what's, what has sustained us is you guys, and so especially those of you here tonight, we're really grateful for us. Yeah. So thank you for being here, everybody. So. And we thank... I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. I, and... We, what you've said, it just call, it makes me think about how, I mean, the thought, that the, the verse that came to my head was, where two or more are gathered in my name, mm-hmm. there am I in your midst. Um, I, th- I think what I've seen, I've kind of just watched Grace play out with this, with this project, you know? It's like, we didn't know exactly what we were trying to do. We weren't trying to do anything. And um, one of the things I see that's really working is Jesus working in holy conversations. It's like, I am very hopeful that this is building a culture of people talking to each other about the faith, talking to each other about what interests them, talking to each other about um, the graces that happen in their life. And I I think it it can provide a model for um, just how to how to open up and talk about that stuff, you know? Uh, not that you have to start with nonsense, 
and then kind of move in the direction. However it works. It works. Uh, it works. The Lord works. And that's the point. It's like get together and then watch what God can do with a conversation, you yeah. know? And um, so I'm, I'm just glad to see that. I'm glad to see that happening. And it happens in much more subtle ways than we'd expect. Yeah. You know, we didn't, there's people who go and, and speak in front of a lot of people like this. I'm not comfortable with that at all. Um, but talking to a friend in a little studio and then um, letting, you know, letting the Lord work in that has been profound. You know? This thing all began because... Several years before we started the podcast, Father Mike and I and a couple of other friends, Father Matt Book, Father Brian Larkin, we started a priestly fraternity because we really thought that priestly life is healthier when it's in community. And, uh, and so we began this, this kind of adventure, and uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride. But this podcast is a fruit of that. And those of you who have listened to a lot of it, you understand what we're talking about, that, that the companions, it's not like we professionally do this thing. We just literally press pl- record on our life because it's all this kind of Seinfeld banter all the time and nothing is different. Um, but then Except we the do way it. I dress. Right. I think but, I dressed up a little, a little too much. Yeah, I'm a little overdressed tonight. tonight? <laughs> Usually I'm in a Looking hoodie. Good. And the boat shoes, my socks, everything looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my socks. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Napoli. She's got Dad, taste. back me up. Those are, I cannot believe this is happening. All right, okay, go so on. Sorry. I didn't doesn't mean matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care that they're my socks. I'm totally detached from my socks on your body. Okay. Do you, do you want them now? <laughs> kind of. Well, these are kind of sweaty. But I think that the... Uh, so beneath this has always been, like we talked about tonight, it's friendship, it's community. And uh, I, we hope that you have experienced that. We hope that... You know, you get drawn, when you listen to this, it's not just some professionals talking about Catholic content, but that they get drawn, you get drawn into a friendship, into a community that you actually experience that. And, uh, and, and, and that comes with a lot of messiness. I mean, a lot we, of messiness. A lot that of messiness. exactly what I was just going to say. Not a perfect family. It's a real family. Fights. Hurts. <laughs> Go on. Stolen on. socks. <laughs> Stolen socks. <laughs> but we do, I mean, I wanted to make sure that we acknowledge there are a number of the companions uh, in the midst. So Father Joseph Lejoie Father Joseph, where are you? Yeah, thank you, Joseph. Uh, there he is. Father Brady Wagner, our moderator, is in the back. Adam Boyd oh. Father Brian Larkin. What? No, he's not here. He's not no. here. <laughs> he told me he no, might show. No, you're ridiculous. Be on the lookout. I can't believe you just said that. Okay. He's getting his Lilith Fair tattoo touched up. <laughs> okay. You, and you wonder why it doesn't the come around. The point of this is, lunch, is lunch here? Is Jason here? Yeah, lunch is here. Lunch. Saw, Father he's, Jason was short. He's next to Yeah, there he is. So the, the big guy in the blue next to Father Jason yeah, is Mike Humbo. Mike Humbo, put your hand up. Yeah. yeah. Humbo. Mike Humbo graduated from the illustrious Franciscan University of Steubenville in 2009. And he asked his parents for a road trip with his friends, right? And I got invited to that with my brother and John Minto. And last night we were reminiscing on it because Mike was listening to podcasts, as he is apt to do, being a super nerd, who was really into iWeb in uh, 2009, (laughs) right? Which doesn't exist anymore. Age of vampires. Age of vampires. (laughs) So Mike was the first one to introduce this podcast, Stuff You Should Know. And we listened to one called How Exorcisms Work. 
not impressed, right? I was not impressed. I was like, we got to do, do this better. Catholic stuff you should know. And it was from Mike that, that, again, Mike, Father Mike, was doing a lot of, like, recording work at the seminary here. And that's, that's, that was the conversation that began. But it started on a road trip with a couple of guys in Banff, Canada. And it was raining the whole time, right? All we did was play euchre and drink bourbon. And we talked about podcasts. But I came back from that, and Mike and I and our friendship said, you know, we should really start a podcast. But nobody's listened to podcasts in, in 2009 into 2010. And, and that's where it started. And we've tried to kind of keep to that. And I think that you guys have helped us to hold to that. I, I really think that you understand that this is not about, this is not professional, right? The only thing professional about that. it is what Andrea does. Right? I know, it's, it's, there's nothing about it. It's just a family that kind of gets up and keeps doing this. And, uh, but again, it resonates with some people and God's working through it. And so we're grateful for that. Can I ask you guys another question? We were warned not to talk over each other, but we do that all the time. But I want to ask you what, what if, if you don't mind, shoot this down if you want, but what is, no, no, Gobes, like all of you, all of you, what, what, is, what is your most unexpected um, positive and most unexpected negative aspect of being a priest after all these years? Like the most unexpected positive thing and negative thing about your priesthood. Monkeys. All of you. I'm just starting with Gobes because no, you're on the Archbishop's still here. Still I mean, yeah, that's, that's the monkey's work. He is. Okay, that'll change my response. So, <laughs> about being a priest? Yes. Jeez, man. Okay. I know. I'm um, going deep. That's a big question. That's, that's, a that's big such question. an intense that's like, question. Asking me one of my favorite class. animals. That was a joke about Becca Mussel. Um, I would. I mean, I would just say, um, I, I had. I held my. Um, I held my ordination dinner here at the seminary um, and uh, my dad came up on stage to give me a toast you're waiting for this moment it's a proud moment you're a priest this is the goal of your life you're really excited you want your dad to say something about you my dad gets up there I don't know what he had to drink I know that he had at least like a 20 ounce prime rib steak so I don't think he was hammered but he goes he goes Nathan it's going to be a lot, a lot of, lonely of lonely nights. nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest. And I'm like, thanks? You know? But I would say, one of the reasons why I never wanted to become a priest is because I thought I would be lonely. And the reality is, mm-hmm. you are always around. <laughs> Like, even in moments where I think that I'm alone, like, I'm going to be totally honest with you. This is the above 18 crowd. I just flown in from somewhere. I'm waiting for my Uber. I walk to the very end of DIA. I am sucking down this cigarette so fast because I had just got off this plane. It was a long flight or whatever. And this girl walks right up to me and she goes, excuse me, are you Father Nathan from the podcast? And I'm like... What? And it was such a beautiful gift because honestly, I was like pulling me out of myself. You're back. You're, you know, you realize it's like, okay, I got to get back to work, whatever. I would say that I've encountered moments of solitude in the priesthood. I've experienced certain moments of loneliness in which I've isolated myself 
But when I've actually given myself to Christ and to the mission, I've never, I've never felt lonely. I've, I've always felt much more fulfilled than I ever thought was possible as a priest. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I do continue to sleep alone, just in case anybody's <laughs> wondering. I got a great down comforter for Christmas. Nobody's sharing that. <laughs> Big on that down comforter, right? That's enough of that answer. That's enough of that answer. <laughs> Are we all supposed to answer? I, gotta, I, yeah. I guess we're all supposed yeah. to answer. I, I would love for you. I'd love to hear what it is. I would I'm say... Positive or negative. Let's hear I about your s- most negative experience. Or both. Like that one time you experienced suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. more here. The poor the guy. guy who has had no okay, the backstory. Setup, you want to explain dude, that BS so I, get, I get a Gmail. I get a Gmail email, you know, and it just gives like the first sentence of the first line or whatever. And it's like, new email from one billion stories. And then the tagline, John Neppel experiences suffering. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They must have ran out of Cinnabon or something. (laughs) So I clicked on that. Anyways. Some of of us don't eat Cinnabon. (laughs) That shows. I I would say, okay, I would say, honestly, great question, Olaf. Um, Hardest... And the best for me has been priestly fraternity. So I would pair them together. Yeah. Um, you guys, the lay faith, we got a lot of Queen of Peace people. We got a lot of St. Thomas Aquinas and Boulder people here. It has been so great uh, to be together. It's such a joy to be a priest in the parish, uh, honestly. Even if he doesn't like you, right? He still deep down enjoys it. I love all the people from Queen of Peace. Right. <laughs> it's the St. Joan of Arc people that I gotta learn to love. No, I love my St. Joan. Come on. Come on. Mary Glenn. Oh. No, it's it's not true. I, I, I think that one of the one of the reasons why priests don't choose community and why they don't live in fraternity is because it's hard. It, it doesn't make things easier. Right? Because these guys know me better than anybody and they can challenge me in ways that nobody else can and so if you place yourself in this kind of fraternal ambit which we've created with the companions and which this podcast is a fruit of you're going to fight you're going to struggle you're going to work through things in a different way uh, with the brothers and it's just because we're bonded together when the second Vatican council talked about the priesthood it talked about it as an intimate sacramental bond so it's the same language as marriage right that we're we're bonded together we can't get away from each other. And those of you who are married, you know, it's, it's not easy, right? It takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It's also your greatest joy. And you would never choose otherwise because you know deep down, this is what's making me uh, a, a deeply fulfilled human person. And so I, I think the answer to your question is that priestly fraternity is the greatest joy and the greatest struggle paradoxically kind of held together. Yeah. But I love you guys. All right, you're cool. <laughs> A lot of lonely nights. It's gonna be a. There's gonna be a lot of lonely nights. I was there for that. That was unexpected. <laughs> but not true. Sure. Not from his dad. Lonely nights and down comforters, though, right? Yeah. The next album from Jazz Loon. <laughs> that thing is very weird. I mean, I like it, and Jazz I've been Loon? listening to it, but Jazz it's like, Loon? yeah, I'm sure. 
that the, I don't know where it was produced, but um, I'm glad it came out to Colorado because there's got to be a market here with all the, the legalized drugs that we have. <laughs> that is the strangest thing. I like it, but strange. So what's the question? Something about <laughs> something about joys and sorrows. Unexpected, and positive, and negative about priesthood uh-huh. after all these years. Um, what were you in seminary? Olaf's, please. You, you were in seminary, trying, and you said you had these romanticized this. views okay, of what so, priesthood would be. All right, well, one of them, and I knew this was kind of a mistake, but it was my mistake, was um, I had this kind of negotiation with God. Like, okay, I'm going to do this great sacrifice thing for you, and you um, are going to... It wasn't like I want to see, you know, you lay out this the stuff you're going to repay me with, but there was something of, um, you better save the people that I love. I'm going to do this out of love for them. You did this out of love for your people. I'm going to do this out of love for mine. And there's been disappointments um, watching people that I care about a lot um, have lives that fall apart, fall away from grace, all of these things that you kind of have to persevere through. You know, I preach the good news of Jesus every week in, week out, day after day. And I think that's just like part of the struggle of the the Christian life. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of people come and they say that it's hard for them to see their friends fall away. It's hard for them to see their children fall away. Um, and that's been, that's been a pain for me that I didn't, I didn't expect. I think, um, yeah, when I was younger, I just didn't think of that, you know. Um, something that I've really loved is um, the connection that I've had with people. It's something that you don't, you don't know how to expect when, at least when you're in seminary, um, it's like when you're uh, becoming a parent, you know? You don't know what it's like to have the relationship with your child. I don't know what it's like to have a relationship with the child. But I do know that there's this very, very special relationship that a priest has with the people. And I don't know exactly how to explain that. Um, it's a grand mystery, but it's a profound uh, bond of love. and um, of, It's just wondrous to me. It's an adventure to kind of walk through life with that. And, and even just try to figure that out. But it's a profound joy for me all the time to see how people relate to a priest. And um, it's not always easy, um, but even there's just such a depth of connection. You're not a stranger with the people. So even though sometimes I feel like um, there's reasons to, to think you're alone um, in the parish, I feel very, very connected with um, through love and something very deep, profound of um, faith together and um, the kind of witness of hope mm. constantly. So it's the connection. Yeah, yeah amen. Well said. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Well Praise God. Pray for me with that other thing. <laughs> I processed those mine are, while you were talking. Those are definitely my socks, by the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> leave the socks. Reiterate, Dad. Can you help me I'll out buy here? you a freaking pair of socks. Unbelievable. I, I was <laughs> staring at the... Hey, John, do you know why like you can't Christmas give Elsa present. a balloon? Because she'll let it go. Uh, oh, that's cute. That's cute. See that? Sing it for that, me. That one's for the yeah. parents. Okay, Olaf, go ahead. All right. So I, I changed mine, actually, while you guys were talking, which I think is a good thing. That is so beautiful. I, I agree. I agree. Do something Absolutely. beautiful. Okay. So... I, uh, by the way, uh, Father Michael O'Loughlin's mom is here, so I promise I will not... Don't sing any, any sweet lady. I He's not going to sing any. I will not sing any song during the sharing. <laughs> All right. 
You should hate him for mocking your son for the last three years. You love him. Okay. My mom loves everybody. She's she an incredible she mother. We know all she the does. old Laughlins love everybody. Yeah, it's do. true. I they don't know what happened. All right, go ahead, go ahead. My Your mom said one of the things, one time she, when I grew up, we had an aunt and a grandmother who were allergic to dander, to pets with fur. So I loved animals, and we could never have animals in the, in the house. We could never have pets with fur. So I always had mom frogs, iguanas, things without fur. And when I got ordained, I remember praying. I was like, Lord, I want to be a priest for outcasts. I want to be a priest for, uh, of those who are not loved by anybody else. I did not realize that they don't get along too well. <laughs> those who are outcasts don't get along with each other. And I totally expect that they would. So that's been really hard. But my mom said, which this is, is like all of his friends too. I love yeah. it. <laughs> my mom said one time, she said, like, your aunt and grandmother being allergic to dander prepared you to love those who are hard to love. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom. <laughs> so deep and beautiful. It was very affirming. But anyway, um, good to have you here, mom. Good to see you. Good to have you here, mom. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom, for Do coming and supporting me in this crazy endeavor. Um, so I, I think the, the most unexpected negative thing has been um, my cross. So I, I remember when I had my first goddaughter, where's Sean and Rebecca? My brother Sean, there we go. My brother Sean and his wife, Rebecca, they asked me before their daughter was born to be the godfather of their first child. And it was beautiful. And I remember, like, around that time, I was asking our Lord what... I'm not even going to share this before, but I asked him, like, what is my cross, Lord? Because I'm, I'm kind of like Father John. I'm just sanguine, phlegmatic, Better just happy me. all the time. Nothing's ever... It takes a lot to get friend. me down, right? Thank God. Thank it God. takes a lot to let me down, too. <laughs> Hey, you don't have a microphone. <laughs> Beautiful sharing, Michael. Keep going. <laughs> Tell me more about how you're like so, me. So I, okay. I, I, I think <laughs> you're right. Michael also said on the podcast once that he has never experienced desolation. desolation. <laughs> which is one of my favorite quotes from all it the happens. podcasts. It happens. Someone the reminded me that there's been twice. My last girlfriend, when we broke up, two weeks. Go uh, on, we're going go there. Uh, hey, uh, this uh, is uh, an intimate... I like where this is I was at Steubenville, so I had holy cards everywhere, like all over the wall, over the Classic. desk. It's, very, it's a very Steubenville thing to have holy cards everywhere, and I could not look at, an, at a picture of Jesus. I was so despondent because of the breakup that I initiated <laughs> that, I was, that I was just like crying Good myself to Jesus. sleep and not wanting to consider Jesus. That's close, right, Andrea? <laughs> Whenever a, whenever a podcast host starts with, with my last girlfriend, blank. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, continue. Your, your so, favorite memory? So, my, <laughs> so my, the, my least, my, the, my, the most negative thing was that when I asked Jesus, because when I was going to be a godfather, I had really no obvious crosses. And I, so I asked our Lord, what is my cross? Not a good question. He'll show you. Um, but when I asked him, I got this impression as I was falling asleep that it was going to be, my goddaughter was going to be, have some sort of disorder. And so I thought, like, I will invest in my goddaughter's life, my first goddaughter, and I thought she'll have Down syndrome or something that, that is just a burden, a beautiful burden. And so when, when Annie was born, I remember walking into the hospital room, and I walked into my brother Sean, and I said, how's she doing? And the text you, you sent, Sean said, you know, Annie O'Loughlin, and she's perfect. But like Sean saying she's perfect meant that she had disabilities. Like something was struggle. And I, but when I walked in, I looked at her, I said, 
oh my gosh, she is like perfect. I totally expected something else. And Sean said, yeah. And I said, I had this inkling that she had something that was going to be a cross. It was going to be hard. And Sean said, I, I, I had the same inkling. And his wife's like, what? <laughs> so neither of us have shared it with, with, with Rebecca. But there was something about that. And so our Lord told me, since Annie was perfect and still is, thank God, in, in every way. And, and so I said, I said, Lord, what is my cross? And he said, you, you idiot. Your, your, your cross is your people's crosses. Like in your parish, if you don't see their crosses as your cross, you're missing the whole point of being a pastor. Like you have this flock, and unless you actually say, I'm going to carry your crosses with you, you're missing the point of being a pastor. So that, that once I realized that, that was one of the hardest things was to say, my crosses are things I have no control over because they're my people's crosses. And when they just say what the cross is, all of a sudden that's my cross too. And I have no way of like trying to, through virtue, grow into the fact that it's not a cross anymore. So that's been really, really hard is, is within like bearing the crosses of my people and, and, and crosses I did not expect to have. Um, one of the easiest things is actually one of the most beautiful things has been what my priesthood means for those who are not my flock and going out doing evangelization and running into people that are just agnostics, people in the world, and then, and then having them attracted to the idea of a priest. Which, which you do better than anybody, yeah, I honestly think. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and, no, I, and, I, and I love it. And it's a gift from our Lord. Yeah, it's, it's but but gift, the priesthood yeah. is so looked down upon by so many people in the world. And I just expect that. I go into public and I expect people to scoff at me, to mock me, to yell at me. And that's rare. It's so rare. And I say that that's one of the greatest joys is to say what God gave me as a priest has actually borne fruit with those who are not Catholic, those who are not even desiring the Messiah, those who are not desiring salvation, those who are not desiring the, the comfort of having a constant companion and Christ dwelling in your heart, being a tabernacle of the Lord. Like All those things are not desired by people, and yet they see a priest. One of my, my, my greatest experiences, I think I shared this on the podcast, was the night that, that of the election, 2016, I was listening about, and of course, Trump getting elected was unexpected. And the people I hung out with in, here in Denver were, would have been decimated by this fact that, that he got elected. So I jumped on, on Facebook and I, I watched all my friends just disintegrate. I watched all my friends go into utter despair on Facebook. So the next day I, I went into Jelly, where I hang out. I went into Jelly and they were all just crying. All the, they were just crying, crying, crying. The whole place was in tears. And there was this guy sitting at the bar who I'd never met before, very loud, obnoxious, very effeminate, and was just screaming and crying and yelling. And he saw all the servers walk up and give me a hug when I walked in because they were just despondent. And he looked over and he, he looked at me with this angry look and he said, are you a priest? Because I've learned my clerics. And I, and I said, yeah. And he goes, can I get a hug too? <laughs> yeah, right? And I thought, like, this guy still sees the priesthood as something that is at the service of him. Like, he still sees a priest as someone who's there to comfort. Even though we might have completely different ideas, you know, socioeconomically, politically, whatever, he still saw this is a guy whose job is to comfort me and to bring me consolation. And I, I was like... It's, it's just grace. It's orders, yeah, too. I mean, in persona Christi. Right. And it's just a stupid collar I wear. Stupid. I mean, it's simple. But you walk in, it's such a witness. Just, yeah, but I, I think that you have, and you and, and Father Mike also, you guys have a great ability to kind of access areas in the secular world that some of us just walk in and 
he, he also is good. But I, I, when I walk into these places, they're, they're not exactly excited to see me. But I, I, I was at Jelly on Evans Avenue, and I ordered the basic breakfast, and I said, eggs over medium, sub the sour, sourdough toast with um, fruit, and make that bacon ex- extra crispy. And this girl goes, are you joking me? She goes, is this a joke? And I was like, no, that's my order. And she goes, that's, that's the Father Michael order. And I've that never is, been yeah. pretentious enough to order bacon extra crispy, but apparently she was like, is this a priest thing? And it was, it was actually amazing because I connected with her and I was just like, tell me about your experience with Father Michael, because he's one of my best friends. And they just went on, and, and servers started coming from all over the restaurant and talking about you. And I was like, this is amazing, right? I and they would have thought, this is just another SS officer kind of coming in for breakfast, right? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I do want to say that one of the biggest compliments we get from, from the listeners is that we're all four so different. And we all have different personalities. We bring something different to the podcast. And I think that that's a little microcosm of the way that the priest should be in the world. Because yeah. not everybody needs my personality, Mikey's, yours, John, Goebbels. The, like, we all serve a different part of the body of Christ with the personality God gave us, and the way we were trained, and everything like that. And they see that. The people see that as, as bearing fruit in the podcast, but we all shouldn't be that way. Or everybody, every piece of the body of Christ would be similar and boring. So, anyway, it, I know that's pious. We definitely don't need more Goebbels, right? <laughs> oh. Very hard to make oh, What is that? Oh. It was the frozen comment. He's got confidence. I hate that song, Let It Go. Okay. He's, he's the rich We got to go to shout outs. We're getting Tell a sign from Ann Curry. Thank you. Is it shout outs? I'll Who's start because I never prepare I and I don't down. really have any. Uh, shout out to my nephew, Max. You're one year old. Someday you'll hear this. Uh, shout out to my grandma, Mary. She's grandma. listened for 10 years. She's a huge fan. She's a staunch Lutheran. But. <laughs> She asked me. She asked me if she should become Catholic uh, recently, and I told her yes. And she said, like something like it's not an activity at her nursing home. <laughs> Becoming Catholic? <laughs> yeah. She's now going to start RCIA. Uh, Jenga I'm, and. I'm no. still calling around all the local priests. There's companions out there. Somebody to go there and make it an event at her nursing home. Yeah. Pray for that. Maybe Grandma Mary will be Catholic. She's a great fan. She's, She's a great idea. support to me for a long time. That's it, though. Shout outs. <laughs> all of you nice people I've met tonight. So, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all the people who uh, came into the church through RCIA um, because a lot of them haven't had the opportunity to like grow up Catholic. So, they're kind of getting started or whatever. So, if we have anybody that. Um, uh, came in through the church through RCI. If you could please stand, raise yeah, your hand. Congratulations, everybody! Standing. Yeah, beautiful. All right, yeah. beautiful. Beaver nuggets. Are you just gonna spray them with the beaver nuggets? So I want to know who the newest who came into the church this year. This year. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> she doesn't even want right, those. She doesn't, even like, she doesn't like beaver nuggets. You'll end up looking like Who me, does? sweetheart. All right. 
The other ones I want to give a shout out to is all the Cradle Catholics, because that's me. Oh, yes. Okay? Woo! So I want to know who the oldest Cradle Catholic is. I'm looking at him right. 65. All right, Daryl Nepple's got 65. 71. 71. Anyone? Oh, we got you want, you want to admit this. You want to admit this what right now. What is it? Now. What's the number? Archbishop, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him up. Bring him up. Beaver Nuggets. You did it. I got a copy of Jazz Loon. Jazz Loon. <laughs> Oh, Jazz Loon. Jazz Loon, you're going to love it, Archbishop. Jazz Loon. He doesn't even own a CD player. Jazz Loon. You listen while you're driving. <laughs> Jazz Loon. It's good psych-up music before a mass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. She's a young-looking 71. I apologize. That CD is horrible. We listened to it last night when we were starting oh, like the Catarina. night. Oh my gosh. What's the, what's the Interlude is it's, a great song. Uh, what's the one about Catamaran? Club Catamaran. Skip Club Catamaran, Bishop, after 9 p.m. Yeah. Well worth it. And supposedly we have actually asked the owner or that the, what, the producer to use it on the podcast. They haven't said yes yet. Yeah. All right. I want to do one last shout out to Amy Winter. She was the last person from the uh, Holy Land trip that I didn't shout out, and she got kind of annoyed. So to Amy Winter, the back of the bus crew, she was my human resources professional. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. All right, Amy Winter. All right, I have three quick shout outs. First, there's a Buddhist here tonight named Lauren. She's not going to identify, but she's awesome, and I'm very grateful you're here. So first shout out right, to Lauren, Lauren, the Buddhist. <laughs> Second shout out. I'm, I'm guessing Boulder. I taught. Yeah, she's from Niwot. She pretends like she's from Boulder, but oh, she's yeah. from Niwot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Busted. She that. might be standing by the huge cac- cactus over there. Okay, so. Where is that from? <laughs> yeah, what have, where did the cactus come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Pauline right. Mirror. I thought it was actually a costume. I was really excited. Thank you for bringing the cactus. Back Lock in 2006, in. Father Mike and I taught Totus to us, and I met this sweet family called the Sullivans and this 10 year old girl wrote me a letter and her name's Pauline and she's right here and I did her wedding two years ago Pauline I love you you're wonderful you're all grown up Pauline I'm sorry I haven't written in a while but you're you're amazing and then lastly this crew on the left here is responsible for siring the the boys who destroyed Goebel in Wrestlemania Grant Stucker, who's tucking away behind the counter, and uh, Jordan Lynch, my brother-in-law. Grant is married to Shaylin Quigley. This is Dale Quigley here. They are longtime friends. We're talking 30 years back, and they are wonderful. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for being here tonight. And I I wrote mine down. I have a list. Uh, I asked them like two hours ago if we were doing shout outs. They said yes, I wrote it down. So um, first, the most who do you think has gotten the most shout-outs on this podcast? Most shout-outs? Patrick J. Carter. Patrick J. Carter. You're probably Do-do-do. right. You're Andrea right. Polito. Wait, you don't have the stats? I don't. What kind but of I, quiz show is it? A lot I, of people tonight I, said, I, I, oh, you're Andrea. Andrea. You're oh, you're Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. Do you have it? Who is you it? You know? Who is it? 
Antoinette's got more. Antoinette. Shout. Stand up, Antoinette. Give everybody a wave. This is the Antoinette. Golishes. I've even shouted out her by the wrong last name. So she got married. I forgot to give She's her a name. She's not a goalish name. anymore. Antoinette wow. Jamelka, she, she wasn't even born when this podcast started 10 years That's ago. That's what I was saying. I've That's known this disturbing. Family. Why did you get married? Antoinette's now, a baby. Now she a has baby. a child and is happily married. Antoinette Jamelka and little Daniel. Shout out to Daniel Jamelka. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, hey, there you are, baby. Uh, You're not going to remember this. I pretty much gave her a shout out every time because she was a person of so mine. She's the most shouted out person. I bet you. No well, way. He's got very mohawkable hair. <laughs> Think on it, Antoinette. Do it. Do it. Just All right. Also, uh, my Wednesday night crowd from Holy Protection, they brought the cactus. There they are. Wednesday night crowd from my old parish. <laughs> Don't you here. normally have to say it three times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want to shout out uh, Michael and Mandy Mansfield. Michael and Mindy Mansfield from SLS. I went out to dinner with them last week when we were in Phoenix. They're an amazing couple who listen to the podcast. Shout out to them. Also, all my, I hate to put it this way, but all my new friends in L.A. Uh, Sarah Jane, Steph, Jackie, Jenna, Benedict, Alma, Paula, Figs, Renee, Iris, Robbie, all from On the 30, my new hangout in L.A. I know Jennifer, Kimberly, Kimberly yeah, next week. Ashley, Sounds like that Michelle, you see a pattern. Becca, you see a pattern. Thank Tori. you, thank you, all of you for listening. How many of them I have tattoos? I put some of them on. You know, it's kind of true. Tattoos and dreadlocks. I'm just angry about Cinnabon. It's kind of my thing. All right. Also, the uh, the Schneers and the whole Camarillo, Perry and my friends from uh, they they adopted me. I went to their house for Christmas. It was epic. Perry and I did a vision quest with with Justin. Vision quest. We wore at least swimming trunks, but the tradition was was to walk three mile hike in the pouring rain on Christmas evening wearing nothing, but we wore swimming trunks and Perry talks into wearing jackets in bare feet for three miles outside. It was absolutely epic. So Justin... She's putting in eye drops. She's so tired. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's go, baby. All right. All right. Companions. Oh I put this before we shout you. So companion brothers here. I miss you guys immensely. All of you guys, of course, in my fraternity. And then but the people I miss most, my mom, Marie. Mom, raise your hand. My, my sister, Teresa, who I can't talk about without crying. Raise your hand, Teresa. Yeah, Teresa. My, so this is, one of my, this is one of my one of my nieces and nephews who was born after I left. So see those two babies? Raise your hand, Becca, my sister-in-law. So th- these are two of my 16 nieces and nephews born after I left for L.A. So um, God bless you guys. Thank you for coming and bringing them. And, yeah, my entire family who's here, thank you all for coming. We're getting the sign from Andrea here. we got to wrap Sorry. this thing up. Shout so, out to Andrea who keeps us yeah, alive. So, hey, thank God you, everybody, you. for coming tonight. We This is a seminary. People live here, so we got to kind of clear this place out. Pray for the minutes, seminarians but, here. But thank you. St. John Vianney. Yeah. Throw hey. the shirts. We're throwing shirts. Catholic Stuff no Podcast money. at gmail.com. Ten years. Thank you, everybody. Woo!